here we are with Savage Rifts versus the Star Wars. Introduction. Uh, it is April 2018. I'm Devin, the GM, and to my left we have X. Mr. Say your X. name. Name. To the Actual microphone. Name. Oh, okay. Like Hi. Just your first name. Mark. Yes, this is Mark. He's new, like Tyler once was. <laughs> uh, and he is here for this game. Let me just go down clockwise. Tyler, Kevin, and Peter. I should have preempted you about that. We didn't tell Mark Dick about how this works. Started the other way, Devin. I should have started the other way. Then he would have caught on, right? Yeah. We're so terrible at this. Anyway, listeners, so this is a game, obviously, that you're listening to. Savage Rifts versus the Star Wars, where we build Savage Rifts characters using the Savage World rules and the Toro Legion Handbook for Rifts, and then we throw them in Star Wars, specifically the prequels. So you should probably just go rewatch the prequels and the Plinko reviews, because that's where the reference humor is going to come from, listeners. Just don't even bother. Great um, chop walkouts. Ah, yeah, pizza pockets, pizza rolls, remember that? Anyway, so where to start? Savage Worlds. We've run it in Ravenloft previously. It's a high drama kind of punchy system for like swinging from chandeliers and being, being very pulpy very much in the vein of flash gordon or conan or something you like that you consider pulp but probably isn't it's not important <laughs> it's a nice little <coughs> combat system that's very loose and very uh you know the combat's fun and fast riffs is a rpg franchise from the 80s that has never gotten a new edition uh, because there's an entire crazy rabbit hole to go down there. But Rifts is basically, if you took a toy chest full of action figures and said that they all lived in one cohesive setting um, and fought each other all the time. So it's a world where it was Earth and then magic came back like in Shadowrun and then portals opened up like in, I don't know, Mighty Max. Pacific Rim? Pacific Rim. I don't know. Portals opened up like in some other franchise when Magic came back like in Shadowrun. And then Alien showed up from Heavy Metal. And uh, Cthulhu. And Cthulhu showed up. And every myth showed up. And it was a big, crazy ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. And it <coughs> ruined the world. Like a thousand years later, humanity's back in a post-apocalyptic North America. And it's full of bullshit from a bunch of different books and game lines. There's hundreds of Rifts books. And it's all insane. And it's a game about playing big, dumb things in a big, dumb world and having fun with it. You're not supposed to take it too seriously. The bad guys are literally Nazis that wear skull armor and walk around in skulls with spider legs. I'm not making this up, listeners. But yeah, it's this whole other thing, and it's a system that's a nightmare running called Palladium, and nobody likes it at all. No human being on the planet of Earth likes it. And they made a conversion of it for Savage Worlds, I know you do, called Savage Rifts, and it's playable, and it's fun. <laughs> Star Wars uh, was this little-known indie movie that came out back in the day uh, about Canterbury monks and trade problems and lasers, and there was a Lancelot Dark Knight. No one really saw it, and it doesn't really have any impact on anything we're doing now, so we thought we'd pick this obscure piece of media to do in our game for fun. Uh, hey, I think I got through the pitch. <laughs> nice. So... Everyone here built Savage Rifts characters who existed in the Savage Rifts North America, and then they got their asses blown into the Star Wars prequels, and we're going to run through the prequels, all three of them, 
Um, and it's going to be a very loose, very fun, very um, meta kind of game. Like, I think the framing device for the game is you guys are in a bar in the cantina telling the story to someone. And that's why it's going to be very soft as far as continuity goes. Let's try something new. Break the episode up into more smaller oh, chunks. Oh, shit. Right. All right, listeners. Right. Okay, so this will probably be the first thing you see of this. Uh, we're, instead of doing like hours and hours long episodes, we're going to try and make each episode 40 minutes to 60 <coughs> minutes. But we're still going to run like the normal session we run at home. We're just going to break it up at natural break points during the game. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess you guys want this. This is what you like, right? All right. This is the deal, listeners. Tell us on our whatever social media if you like this or not. Um, that's the pitch. Is there anything I'm forgetting, Peter? Mm, I don't think so. All right. Well, then we'll start to our right with Peter this time. Thank you. <laughs> Peter, we will talk about characters at this point. Describe who your character is, what they look like, and just a brief bit of info about them before we get to how you're all connected to the rest of the party. So, since we're playing Savage Rifts, I want to play something big and dumb, so pick the Glitter Boy. And what would be the most iconic Glitter Boy to throw in there? Of course, the Doom Marine, from the actual Doom games. And he's literal Doom Marine, he doesn't have any other name. And he just taken from there, had some little skit in the Rifts universe, and then went to Star Wars. He likes shooting things and punching. He's got five skills and six edges. Normally, it's the other way around. <laughs> You have more skills than edges, but not this guy. He's about shooting and punching, and he's a three-meter fucking beast because Glitter Boy armor. Yeah, uh, for reference, listeners, Glitter Boys are one of the iconic things in Rifts. They're actually, I think, the first character ever made in Rifts next to the Dog Boys. Um, they're a big, giant suit of chrome armor that reflects lasers that has a railgun mounted on its shoulder that's the most powerful gun in the game. That when it fires, fires out a railgun round that blows out people's eardrums and shatters windows in the area around it and kills things. It's iconic to Rifts in the same way that like Jedi are to Star Wars or some shit. Um, Peter's armor, of course, does not look like standard Glitter Boy armor. It looks like a giant action figure of the Doom Slayer from Doom with the BFG mounted to its shoulder. Yep, pretty much that. So yeah, that's what Glitter Boys are. Yeah. Uh, Alright, Kevin, you're up next. Alright, my character is named Dr. Harbell Warcrim. Now, for reference listeners, th his name is Dogtar Warcrim. Dogtar Warcrim. Continue, Kevin. Yes, and he is an anthropomorphic dogman from a G.I. Joe West universe, where he is basically a Captain Planet villain. A very black and white universe with cartoon physics... TVYA for fantasy violence. Who was thrust into, you know, the real world with, you know, its moral grayness and actual violence. And he's just, you know, trying to trying to make it through. So the most important question, what breed of dog are you? Doberman. Do you look like a science captain a science G.I. Joe villain dog man? He has like really opaque red goggles and a la a black lab coat. Like the spiky shoulders. Oh God, I can see it in my head. Beautiful. German accent, a very German accent. Clearly voice acted by a voice actor from the 80s who did not quite know what a German accent was. So, you know. so it should be that and Russian? It's kind of that and French and Russian. Slurry Foreign. between Euro villain. Basically. 
We will see who is the good boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is from a uh, an evil cobra group called Bad Dog. So it's so bad. <laughs> the comics that his character are from exist in riffs, so characters could actually read those comics. He is also well aware he is a cartoon character. Yeah, you, in your own world, you had meta awareness. Yeah. So yeah, that's mine. Uh, yeah, you ended up in Savage Rifts, and, or like in Rifts, North America. You tried to join the evil Nazi coalition, but then you found out you were a second-class citizen and they had concentration camps. You're like, whoa, this is not TVYA. He was like, oh, they're Nazis. Okay. Oh, we had a whole episode about them. We didn't air it more than once. It was a very special episode. It was about the dangers of, like, of, like racism. <laughs> but yeah, uh, his character punked the Coalition, and stole one of their giant spider mechs, which is a, a skull with spider legs. Now it's mine. It's fantastic. Perfect. And I'm playing Siegfried, the Diplomat, who is a full-conversion cyborg with four arms, who looks suspiciously, uncannily, and coincidentally like General Grievous. Uh, <laughs> except he's wearing a bit of a tattered suit because his robotic components have altered his organic mind to the point where he is delusional and considers himself a great mediator um, and peacekeeper and he often tries to fulfill that role uh, very very poorly uh, I, don't, I don't think I actually need to add anything onto that that's perfect yeah so you're from the Savage Rifts universe yeah he's I'm literally from, from this place Rifts. yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, he's he's actually a pretty standard character that I could see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's the most grounded character. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just love imagining like because because you look at Grievous the um, the training session where Grievous is like I've learned from your Matt your Jedi tricks from Count Dooku and it cuts to like Christopher Lee as Dooku. You know, he has his lightsabers. I was like, just put your arms like this, and then he puts his arms up, and then two more arms split from his arms, <laughs> lightsabers, like, and just spin this shit around. Oh, oh Grievous. Oh. So I'm playing an altruist, a guy, you know, he's, he's a technomage, which means he use, uses both science and, but it's like quick, dirty, magical version of science. So he can like pull like random circuits filled with magical energy out and just help other people with healing or other benefits. And he's got a bit of armor and he's really, you know, he lives for, for other people to help others and have them say to him, you know, thanks. Thanks, Satan. Yeah. Dr. E. Evil Satan. And he is a uh, devil. Evil Satan. Of course. There it is. That's uh, he is a, a uh, what is known as a devil man. Actually, they're pretty nice people, but they kind of looks like stereotypical devil men with the horns and stuff like that. He's quite small, but nobody really knows that because he spends most of his time in full power armor. A devil man in power armor. Also a standard Rift's character. Yeah. It's like you run a store called Needful Things. <laughs> So that is the party, listeners. Only two of them are from the are from Rifts. The other two are literally comic book characters. So, in keeping tradition with us playing Savage Worlds, we used the debt system from Urban Shadows, and then we used the cards Peter bought, the backstory cards. Which I guess we'll have to relink in this intro, just like I did yeah. the last one all over again. Yep, it was really well. Yeah, actually, it went pretty well. We we were iffy that they would work this time because the idea was that they their backstory was in rifts, and then they went to Star Wars. So we know how well it jived, but it jived pretty good. Yep. So 
Should we just start with the debt and then move on to the backstory? Yeah, I guess we'll go to the debts character by character. Do we have to do them like one after another? That seems like a lot of talking. I mean, it's short, really. So. All right. So, so, listeners, we'll start with the debts and circle around each player. And then we'll circle around to the backstory that was... Ge- oh, you can't see a finger quoting. The finger quote backstory on finger quote we generated with the cards. Okay, so the Doom Marine, he's the hunter archetype from the death list. Um, so his first death is someone has enlisted you to protect them from something very dangerous. So the Doom Marine is protecting Dr. Satan from the good boys. They'll come up later. Um, someone keeps you equipped and supplied. So Dr. Satan gives him the ammo and the repairs and so on because he's the scientist here, it seems. And the Dumari consists someone, their friend, even though the friendship keeps bringing you trouble. So he's friends with the doctor. And that's the Dumari. The doctor. <laughs> the doctor. And that's the hunter archetype for the Dumarine. Perfect. Yeah, you're right. These are quick. Yep. I don't have access to it. So here you go. <laughs> it's almost like I don't have a laptop. We'll get it up and running soon. God, how do you see this? Okay, so uh, I'm the wolf archetype. My first uh, factoid is uh, someone is hiding you from someone or something powerful, and I owe them a debt. I am uh, usually literally hiding behind the Doomarine, because I am one of the few non-combat characters in this, or roughly so. And he is a big titan of, you know, demon-killing metal. Yep. Uh, The second one is someone hired you for a job and you fucked it up. Uh, Dr. Satan hired me to help infiltrate the Coalition, and I... I fucked that whole thing up. I'm probably the reason that uh, we got caught so easily. Which, you know, worked out for the best. Now we're in Star Wars. Much simpler time. And a, a someone... civilized age. <laughs> someone lives in your territory, benefiting from your protection. And uh, Siegfried, the robot, just lives in my Skullwalker. It's got, you know, room in it. Which made it through the portal. Made it through the portal. I kind of had to wedge it in. Uh, and I picked the Oracle archetype. Uh, because my overloaded cybernetic brain is malfunctioning and uh, it causes me to see vivid hallucinations. The android dreams of robot sheep people. Yes. <clears throat> uh, fortunately, the um, Dr. Warcrime is there to help me make sense of my trouble disturbed thoughts uh, and translate these random images and sensations uh, into coherent visions of my my place and the place of others in the world. Uh, so I owe him a debt for that. Uh, I also have these odd recurring dreams of Dr. Satan being crushed to death by a robot uh, that I can never quite see or make out. Um, and I'm always confused and conflicted by that and trying to figure out how to help him. Uh, and lastly, uh, I am helping the Doomarine, who came through into this world, learn how to be a better, more violent person. Because I have adroit training in that, considering I come from the Rifts universe. Uh, let's see, Dr. Evil Satan uh, is being uh, helped as the dog tour. Uh, he was hanging out in a lot of Coalition labs and doing some crazy, crazy work on these portals uh, as a spy for the Tomorrow Legion. Um, and, uh, well, the Doctor, when he saw him, the, an actual evil supervillain, kind of helped helped make him realize just how evil the Coalition is. And any kind of thought of being an evil Doctor is kind of really hard to keep when even the cartoon evil person is like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, 
when we get into trouble, uh, I call him my good friend Siegfried. Um, he is completely insane, but he's really, really good at the mega violence, and he's not sadistic, he's just crazy. Uh, I am trying to keep the dog turf from being an actual supervillain as well. Right now he's got that whole, you know, PG nine-year-old kind of villain thing going on right now. And he would prefer to have Doctor be that than turn into, you know, an actual supervillain. So he's kind of trying to coddle him and keep him from the worst realities of Rift World or I guess Star the Star Wars now. I mean, it's easier in Star Wars. Nothing bad happens there. People don't bleed there. There are no Nothing bad happens there. There's yeah. no paper in Star Wars. <laughs> this is something I've been watching, uh, I've been keeping an eye on forever. Up until the latest movie that came out where there, there were fucking books in the tree, you never see paper. Think, think, search your memories. You never see paper. Don't they have cards or something? They don't have paper. No, there's a, well, there's a Sabak game, which is like undescribed game. But it's made of glass and, and like fiberglass and metal. Yeah, they got the digital tables, which are just, you know, holographic chess and so on and so on. Yeah, I might, I might be getting it mixed up with something from. I mean, Trek. we need to send a message. You take the, you know, mouse droid and send it off in its merry way. So, Maybe yeah. my character can invent paper in Star Wars and patent it. He'll be able to make millions. I'm saying, next time you watch Star Wars, go paper. <laughs> uh, and you feel, you were thinking of you know the cutting corners in Battlestar Galactica with their corner cut paper, but <laughs> Christ, their space paper. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> was Keeping, that all? <laughs> yeah, that was all the deaths. All right, <laughs> totally derailed because of paper. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so that was the debt system, which you know, kind of shows how the characters have like a rapport already built. So then we used Peter's cart, and yep. this is what we got. Okay, so first combination was the Doom Marine. It had an ulterior motive uh, during our event of uh, being found. Which basically, like, I guess, what's the backstory of that? The being found event. You must have been invading the place to try and get access the, to the portal. Yeah, so I think it was... I think you guys were trying to blow it up, but you had actually your motive that you wanted to get out of here because this place sucked. You wanted to go to hell. It's like, yeah, the Doom Marine has an ulterior motive. He's a... He's a... The Doom Marine, the single most single-minded character in, like, I've ever heard yeah, of. Yeah, but you joined Wearing a 10-foot power armor that's literally described as being, like, sparkly and glowing. So, yeah. So we were attacking the Coalition Lab. They yeah. get their, their portal technology their and so on. And I guess the Doomarine wanted to get, go back to hell so he could murder more demons because he knew his job was complete. And the doctor found out about this and he decided, hey, why don't I offer you, you know, come with me to some place that's easy, black and white, you know, simple, good and evil, you know. There's probably a dial for it on the machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hell. Those are the bad guys, we're the good guys. We murdered them. Easy. And yeah, that was his backstory. Now, uh, Dr. Satan, yours next. I, can you use it on here? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, I was offered uh, a great deal of assistance by the Coalition to help them build this portal. Uh, they're kind of anti-magic, anti-non-human, like, <coughs> and my character is in magic-using non-human. So, yeah. Uh, didn't take it and kind of sabotage the project. Sort of agreed to go on for lip service, but had always been acting as a spy for the Tomorrow Legion. Okay, secret. 
Yeah, and then I'm the reason that the group known as the Good Boys, who are the good characters from, from Dr. War Crimes yeah. uh, alternate universe, uh, got involved with this whole mess, and they hold a grudge against it, a gr- against me for it. Yeah. Um, so I was in the Coalition base as well, um, and uh, yeah, I encountered the Good Boys, mistook them for Coalition Dog Boys, and brought them on in. Yep. Probably through some portal or something. Okay. And... Doctor. Alright. Um, Who we stand off? Oh yeah, so the uh, that Doctor guy from the Doom 2016, the guy who runs the place on Mars, had a three-way standoff with uh, the Doctor and Siegfried. And... Uh, Basically, he shot uh, the Doctor for trying to sabotage the portal, which he was trying to harness for his own uses. And in return, the Doctor stole a Hell Artifact from him. An Argent Energy um, system. Which, the Doctor has no idea what it is, but it looks cool. It'll come up later. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, so... uh, So, right around the time the portal was getting working, we had a bunch of people from other realities come in. Uh, the Torah Legion showed up to try and... Just to cut in, uh, the name of that scientist is Dr. Samuel Hayden. Yeah. Uh, so, the Tomorrow Legion, you know, were kind of called in, disguised in coalition gear, skulls within everything, showed up to try and take out this portal. And meanwhile, at the same time, the good boys who were brought in show up. Well, we see a bunch of dogs carrying automatic weapons. We assume they're coalition forces because they use a lot of these crazy dog people. So we kind of gun them down, and they gun us down. And they're actually shocked because one of them, good old Spots McFlame, McFlame the fire dog, kind of died. Uh, they were really shocked by that. I kind of used my power armor and crushed his skull. Um, I'd feel really bad about that if I knew they were actually good, but I don't. Um, I did get a neat, his neat toy fire gun thing, and I got it to work using magic. Okay, and I had also, while in this facility, heard rumors about the Doom Marine. Um, I heard that he had pacified an entire planet, and I mistakenly believed that he was a diplomat like me. Except, in effect, he is just like me. Yeah, and then everyone had a dream about Tolkien and the Doom Doctor, and was there purging the place. That's some hazy dream. And let's see, the last backstory is we had uh, the good boy Singular, one of the main characters from the good guy, boys for the universe, had a friend that came to the Doom Marine about a case <coughs> of some pug sidekick going missing. And yeah, roughly that. Something happened to him and we don't know what. I think he got murdered. Shot. He, he was, he found was on chocolate or something like that. <laughs> he got turned chocolate. <laughs> they say he's dead, but no doubt we'll find out he's been recruited to the Sith Legion. Of course. And yeah, those were the weird rambling backstories we came up with using the backstory cards. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty weird. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the pitch here, listeners, is it's going to be Star Wars, the prequels. Uh, we're going to run on through. We've broken each movie into five distinct little parts that will 
you know, kind of record and loosely throw together and just kind of have fun with it. Yeah. This game is going to be very off the cuff and very uh, loose and laid back. So, you know. Yeah. Probably there'll be a lot of things bleeding from the backstory into this. Yeah. So, like Samuel Hayden will be a combat cyborg that shows up. Who cares? You know, it's going to be great. I expect some weird things. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's everything we got to go over. Um, yep. Savage Worlds, Rifts, Star Wars, characters, pitch of the game, framing device, all done. Uh, so, I was Devin. Peter, Kevin, Tyler, Mark, and this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off. Mm -hmm.